podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview in association with Luke 1977. If you use the code TVV, 20 at checkout you'll get 20 percent off most items except for those that are charity based joined for this match preview by christopher dolan making a triumphant return as villa beat leeds on saturday and we now go to sheffield united staying with the yorkshire theme on wednesday night at bramall lane and dolan we go to it in, in a good place as, as we so often do defeats kind of feel heightened when we do lose when we win you feel in a very very good place yeah, no, I thought we were excellent on Saturday night. And again, it was one of the ones that we'd earmarked after the uh, the, the humbling we got at home um, by Leeds at the start of the season. And, um, you know, we, we, we both said, uh, you know, Leeds were probably the worst team we could have faced. Um, coming off quite a few sort of lethargic, lacklustre performances, I, th- I felt we were lacking energy in the last, the last three or four games. And we looked a little bit leggy, a little bit tired. And the way Leeds play, it's it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty punk rock stuff you know so um i was uh, i was rather fearful and then when we saw the team news um uh come out on saturday evening it was like okay right this could be uh this could be interesting but you know there's a reason why i'm not a manager and there's, there's a reason why why dean smith uh, as we saw on sky sports is um you know probably uh, uh you know led us to to one of the biggest turnarounds, one of the most impressive turnarounds um, anywhere um, from from where we were last year. Um, so um, I shall never, I shall never doubt the man ever again. Uh, but no, I was, I was excellent on Saturday, and um, you know these Wednesday kickoffs, they're going to have to be good to us at some point. We've um, we've lost the last three or four on a Wednesday night, so <laughs> let's hope we can break that that little hoodoo. But It'll be a tough game. It'll be, it'll be a very tough game. I mean, they're down now. I mean, I, I can't believe they're not already mathematically down, but they're they're, they're gone. Um, they know that, so they're they're only playing for pride at the minute. Um, but you know, uh, again, they're a, they're a high tempo team, and, and on their day, as we saw last season, they can give anybody a, a game. But I think if we're going to be serious, serious top eight, serious top six contenders, we uh, we need to um, go on a little run now, and, and our next sort of three or four games are in my in my book, all very, very winnable. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield United went to Old Trafford not that long ago and, and picked up a 1-0 win. I think, well, I know it was 2-1. In the end, they picked up a 2-1 win against Manchester United, which was a great result. So on the day, they can be the best, but they just it seems that their day hasn't been very many times this season so far. You and I are both fresh. It's Monday night now we're recording. We're both fresh from watching Jamie Carragher's expert analysis and and Villa's on Villa's defence and Villa's turnaround in general. It was it was a very good watch, wasn't it, Chris? And it, it's good to hear one of the best pundits talking in detail about us and talking about that turnaround because that was our eighth clean sheet away from home so far this season. On Saturday, we didn't keep a single clean sheet away from home at all last season. So that turnaround is just absolutely immense, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think I think that's. You know, as we all know, it's the best, the best football and show on, on on TV by by some distance. And I think Carragher um, is one of the best pundits around. And um, you know, he, he he has got a soft spot for the Villa. You know, I think he uh, respects as the club. Um, I think he respects what we're doing and how we try and play. And and uh, you know, I, I I called it very early on uh, this season about Konza being being 
right up there and, and and easily being you know being in contention to to make that England squad and as Carragher as Carragher rightly said he's he's um he's been one of the most impressive impressive uh, players this season and, and again as he mentioned that triangle of Conza Mings and and um, Martinez has just been outstanding and um you know just massive massive credit to to um to everyone really at the, the football club as a as a back five including the keeper they've they've just been un- unbelievable um and to you know to to you know to to, to conceding 56 goals last season to 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 or you know to conceding 37 since we since we came back after lockdown until now is um is staggering um to be third in in, in that in goals conceded you know 16 16 clean sheets since since, uh, since lockdown I think Carragher said what we all thought if if lockdown had happened we would have been um we would have been still ball into the championship pretty quickly um and uh, and we managed to to come back different a different beast and and with, again with the recruitment we had in the summertime we've just kicked on and and the stats are quite staggering and um you know there's been a few a few fans of of kind of given uh, Mings and the like a, a bit of stick but um as you said to me you know Konza wouldn't be as good as he is without Mings alongside him and um and I think there's no doubt that just having someone like Martinez who who you just know um you know, very rarely puts a foot wrong. You know, the, the guy just loves to catch everything in sight. Um, and to have that, you know, to have someone like him behind you must be, must be, you know, it must make such, such a difference. I mean, we had, what, four goalkeepers last year. Um, yeah. Uh, how, how can you build any kind of consistency? You're playing well, I, think we, I think we had six the season before. It's an absolute madness at Villa Park. So we, haven't, we haven't got our goalkeeping situation right since... Well, I thought Sam Johnson was was pretty consistent when he came in over those two years, and we looked quite tight under Bruce. But um, we haven't had a consistent number one since uh, since the days of Brad Friedel, really. Um, and he's on he's on course to to, to break his his clean sheet record, which I think he'll uh, he'll comfortably do. You can you can see this guy making you can see this guy having 20, 20 plus clean sheets the the, the way he's going. Um, it's quite remarkable. And there was that stat that came up today. Um, before we went on air here, uh, that the who all, scored one? Yeah, so the, all in all the games we have won, we've only conceded two goals, but we scored seven in that game. So it's uh, it's uh, honestly it's it's mind boggling when you break it down and look at it um, from that point of view. I see they just put it up on screen there. I mean that that is there just is. An unbelievable stat, unbelievable stat. Um, and this is what I'm saying about you know. The progression of this football team and the fact that we are only, I in my in my eyes, three or four, three or four, really good signings away from from breaking into the top four, and, and I honestly believe with this current setup, um, and we keep the players that we have, uh, and we add we add to that, uh, like I said before, it's a very very young group of players, the youngest average age in the league, so they they're only going to get better and better, um, and if we can add to that with a bit more quality, then. We'll be in the Champions League in the next four seasons. I have no doubts. I've absolutely no doubts. Um, you know, a goalkeeper, twenty years old. He's in. He's in the prime of his career. He's only. He's only going to get better. Konza is what's Konza? 21, 22, 12 million pounds from Brentford. He's only going to get better. Matty Cash. I mean, Matt Target. In terms of, I would. I would go as far as saying that Matt Target would be my player of the season, from where he was last season. Yeah, to it would where be a fair is. shout. Just. I mean, 
overall, he's not been he's not been you know the most sort of swashbuckling, but just purely based on improvement. You know, he's by far the most improved player. But to go from to go from getting pretty much you know torn left, right, and center last season uh, to being part of the the worst defense in the league to to being to being part of the best defense in Europe is uh, it's quite something, and, and uh, he's uh, he's been he's been uh, he's been immense. But you just go through the, the team from from back front, and I thought on Saturday, like maybe Chari didn't have a great game, but, uh, but aside him, nobody fell nobody fell below an eight for me on, on Saturday. I thought McGinn was back to his best. Yeah, I yeah, thought we looked, I thought we looked energetic. I thought we looked lively. I thought we looked streetwise. Um, we, you know, we know when to slow it down. You know, we don't rush it. We don't panic. We look composed. We look assured. Um, and uh, and that all starts from the back. You know, that starts from the keeper um, and the way he carries himself and handles himself. He's just such a kind influence on that on that entire team. And he must be a dream, like I said before. He must be a dream to to coach. Um, and uh, and I think you know we. It, it, it's it's just shown in in the in the in the consistency. We need to follow this win up, you know this this win against Leeds up on on Wednesday. That's that's one thing that Carragher said. He said every time Villa have had have had the chance yep, to, to win the game in hand or win a game that you expect them to win to boost them and move them up the league. Usually a back to back win. To be fair, in recent times we haven't done it. Yeah. Wednesday is a golden opportunity to do it, isn't it? And we can't afford to to, to not take that chance. I think our next, as I said before, I think our next. Let me just get the fixtures up here. I think our next um, four or five games are uh, are all very, very winnable. And and you know, I think if we're going to be pushing for a for a top for a top six, I mean, we have um, Sheffield United away on 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 Wednesday, Wolves at home at Villa Park. I think that'll be it'll be it'll be quite a cagey affair. It'll be a tough game, but I think well, they've, we'll... they've they've hit a little bit of form. They've had a little bit of an improvement in the last five or six weeks. They've they've picked up actually. To be fair to them. They have the Newcastle away. Um, I, I really think we should be going there and, and, and getting three points and then Tottenham away. Um, although this sounds well, a bit crazy. I've suddenly picked up as well, Tottenham. But I thought Burnley. I thought Burnley could have had two or three after Spurs went one nil up. I thought Burnley oh, played well in the first 15, 20 minutes. I thought Spurs battered them. I thought Burnley were really poor. No, one of the poor. I, I wish I wish Burnley had been that poor when we played them. Well, that's true. And then you got Fulham, Liverpool, City. I mean, they're all they're all tough, but I think this. You know, if we can emulate, if we can emulate the kind of form that we ha- that we showed in 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 December, um, uh, you know, we know we know that we're that we're hard to play against. We know that we don't concede many, and um, bar the Burnley game, as soon as we go ahead, we we don't lose football games, and that is uh, that's quite something. Yeah, I mean, thirteen clean sheets, Martinez is that's a lot. You say if, if you do score and you and you manage to go ahead, the chances are you will keep a clean sheet, especially away from home when the defence. Has been magnificent most weeks. In all fairness to them, you spoke a little bit at the start about about the team selection for the Leeds game. Obviously, that they, they won. Like you say, it was a quite streetwise performance, which I always like because over my yeah. time supporting Villa, that's one thing I've never ever really felt Villa have been streetwise. But it was there on on Saturday. What does he do with the team now? Because Nakamba, he, Dean Smith kind of spoke as if he was specific selection for that Leeds game. You could argue maybe for Sheffield United, a game where you'd expect to be on top, he wouldn't be a selection for this game and it would be one to, to put Louise back in for. What do you think he'll do? Because it would be incredibly harsh on the gamble to be taken out. But he kind of said himself he was brought in for that game. 
Yeah, I mean, there's only one player that walks straight back into the team, and that's Jack Riddish. He's the only player that, that walks into the team, no matter who's... And that's why we said about Al-Ghazi, it was harsh being dropped, but whenever you're being dropped for Jack Riddish, um, uh, or whoever it may be, then, then you know, he's the only one player that can walk back into that into that, into that that side. So I think he'll stick. I think he'll stick with it. Um, if Jack's not back um, for 50, Wednesday... 50, which I, think he, I think he is. I think he's 50-50. But you wouldn't... I wouldn't take the chance... I don't feel it's necessary. If you've just come in off the back of a winning team, you've got Al Ghazi on the left who's flying after his confidence. I'd save him for Saturday. No, I think it's necessary, man. I think we have to win every game. I think every game's crucial. Yeah. Um, I know we do have to win every game, but I think we're capable of winning on Wednesday without him. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, you know, we look at the stats and we look at we look at um, the injuries they have. Oh, killer. I think they're, I think they're, miss, they're missing their entire first choice back three. Oh, I tell you um, what, someone must have sent you a good, a good script in the lead up to this, yeah, dollar. I yeah, mean, we all, know, we all know about, we all know about Ramsdale as well. I mean, <laughs> I, feel, I feel for the lad, I feel for the lad because you know we he shipped in, he shipped in goals for fun last year against against Bournemouth and uh, and um, you know he's uh, he's just not as good as Henderson, is he? Um, nah. But uh, but yeah, I mean they're there to be got at. You see what else are in these notes. <laughs> No, but that is a massive thing to not have you. You play three at the back, which they played very well last season. And to be fair, I think they've had injuries all season at the back. I don't okay. think they've had a regular battle line because I've seen Jaggy Elka in there, Ampadu's been in there at times, uh, Keane Bryan has played games. So they've never really had that first choice back three all season. Egan's struggled with injuries a lot this season. I don't remember seeing much of O'Connell. So to have Egan, Basham and O'Connell out, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle, aren't they? That, that probably points to why they're on 11 points. Because well, the clean sheets have gone. Bashan pulls up with a hamstring, but it looks fit against Fulham, and then within five minutes, the goal come, their, their their goal comes down his side, and um, it's no coincidence. And and um, but again, for as impressive as our rise has been, it's quite staggering how how incredible their their demise has been. Um, I don't really, I, I can't understand why it's been it's been so dramatic. I mean, you know, they are a team mainly of championship players. Um, and there's no doubt they 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 well well, as we're saying, they, they truly overperformed last year, but nobody would have had them down to be to be at this, you know, to be this low and, and, and rooted to the bottom of the table. Um uh, I remember saying last season I thought they'd do well and they did, but something something just dramatically changed. I mean Henderson's a big loss in goal. Oh, massive. He's massive. a massive loss, but it shouldn't be. I mean, we've just had something sent through to us. 21 defeats in 26 is a disgrace. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember the, what the Villa side that went down would have been on at that point, but it probably was better than that, which we would be up, which would be absolutely up, crazy. We picked up a Palace win at the start of that, in that, in that January, I think, the year we went down. I think we beat Norwich. Yeah, we won a couple in a row, I think, at one point. We'd yeah. won the first game of the season, but... The drop-off has been massive. People said that they'd be found out in the second year, but I thought, okay, yeah, there might be in a relegation battle. To be sat, but to be sat bottom with eleven points yeah. is crazy because they've spent a bit of money as well. Sander Berger was was twenty million pounds last January. They're twenty 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 five million on Ryan Brewster, who hasn't really played, you know. So they have chucked some money around a little bit. No, they have, they have, and, and I thought Brewster would have been would have been very very good for them. But I think you're right. I think, I mean, I. I don't want to knock the lad because it's never good to single people out, but to drop 18 million quid on, on a goalkeeper that you let go for a couple hundred thousand to Bournemouth and then to buy him back 
the year after he gets relegated. And uh, let's be honest, he wasn't great in that season for Bournemouth either. If I was, you know, you look at the keeper Bournemouth had, I'd have taken Asmir Begovic over over um, over Ramsdale. Um, I think Begovic has had a dodgy few years as well. Um, but I think uh, I think the drop eighteen million on a keeper that's so inexperienced, and I think he he saw Ramsdale as as essentially as like the next Henderson. You know, I think he thought, you know, I'm I'm losing a young English goalkeeper. I'm going to bring in another young English goalkeeper, and and you know, and it's going to he's going to be as good as Henderson, and, and we're going to be and we're going to be keep keeping clean sheets, and we're going to be sort of top top ten, top twelve, and um, it's no it's no coincidence that we bring in an unbelievable goalkeeper. And our progression's been frightening. They bring in a very inexperienced, lacking in confidence goalkeeper who's just been relegated, and they're rooted to the bottom of the league with two, with two or three wins all season. Um, you know, Kager says that we can make out. Getting that goalkeeper position right is so key, and we've said it. You look at all the top top teams, all the teams that have won titles, won cups, won trophies. They've all had world class goalkeepers. They've all had goalkeepers. That are that on their day can single-handedly keep you in a game of football, and that's what we have. Um, and you, you look back at the game they've won. Now some of some of the play, you know people like Mings and Conserve, you know they've 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 been so good that the ball's never actually made it through to Martinez. But there's been a few standout games, like I said before, that Wolves game away. I thought he he, he won us the game single-handedly. I thought he got us a point against Brighton. Um, I thought even against Leeds, he didn't have much to do. But it's just those moments when he when he when he just comes and claims the ball and just slows he relieves it. pressure very well. Relieves the pressure that you know in the last minute against Leeds when Melier came up and 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 he you know and he came and and he won that corner and everything just you know he just slows it down. He relieves the pressure and um you know you don't have to win games by by making worldly saves. It's those small things for me. It's that collective. Um, that make all the difference, and um, I think it's the, it's the tale of two goalkeepers. Um, and and you see what we have done in, in our recruitment and where we are and the money they have spent. Because I think they bought Ramsdale for eighteen million, and we bought Martinez for eighteen million. So pound for pound, it was it was um, it was it was the same. It was it was along the same lines um, in terms it's of transfer. more difficult for them to attract players. I would I would suggest as well. And we we spoke about like lockdown being good for Villa and the work that was done. When when we had the break, it obviously kept us up, and it's we've carried on the momentum this season. They were going really well before like the first lockdown, mm-hmm. and they lost momentum. It was like the opposite for them, and they they did not end the season well, and that's filtered down and carried on into this season. I mean, you think of the first game of the season we played them. They get a man sent off early. Martinez saves a penalty from uh, Lundstrom, I think I think it was in that first game of the season. You know, they go one 0 up in that game. Like their season could go in a completely different trajectory, and ours could have done as well. That gave us a bit of momentum, and we built on that and got going. But then they've never. The Villa have been great since that first lockdown. Sheffield United have been the opposite; they just haven't recovered from it. And it, it is hard being a team like them down the bottom. But I don't think you can excuse being on eleven points at this stage of the season. Credit to them for sticking with Wilder, though, because I absolutely think that's the right thing to do. I think so too. You know, there's something about. I, I mean, there's something about that. I mean, there was rumblings going around last season. Um, I heard a few things from some people that 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 maybe Wilder was was looking to looking to walk away, and they've got problems behind the scenes. I think some issues. They've got some issues behind the scenes, and um, and I think maybe what I was told is maybe he thinks 
he's taken them as far as they as far as he can possibly take them. Um, how do Again, you though, a bit a bit of disruption behind the scenes. It yeah. filters down onto onto the pitch. We've seen it with Villa's ownership troubles in the past. It can yeah. filter down onto the pitch. Yeah. Again, I, I don't like to keep comparing us, but we're, we're the opposite, stable, building the right way, and it's reflected on the pitch at the moment. So yeah. you got to feel for them in, in some no, ways because they didn't do so well last season. And to come out uh, game after game and, and face the media and and you know he, he he's a he's a proper football man, Chris Wilder. He, he gets I his, really like uh, him. He's proper like and you know. I, I think he's a. I think he'll go on to manage. Um, you know, well, he's managing at the top level, but I think he'll 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 continue to manage. I think if he, if whatever happens at Sheffield United next season, um, if he's there or not, um, I think he'll be he'll be managing in the Premier League more more times than than he uh, than he's managing in the Championship. Personally, I think he's a great manager. I think um, you know, I think a club like if you're a club like Crystal Palace and you're looking to freshen things up. You Not know, you're looking at someone like Chris Wilder to come in there and and um, you know, and get that culture, play some great football. A young young British manager, um, plays the right way, full of passion, full of enthusiasm, knows the game in, inside out, um, and uh, he's certainly very streetwise. So you know, you're looking to 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 kick on as a football club. You could do a lot worse than bringing in someone like Chris Wilder. Um, so I've got a lot of time for the guy. Um, he calls it. He calls it. He calls it. Like it is. Um, I was. I always remember his post-match I, interview actually after the game when we won one nil, uh, the Snodgrass, uh, the Snodgrass winner, and, and uh, he was just really. He was like fair play. Like you know, they have that bit of quality, and he was just very, very complimentary, and, and he's always been pretty complimentary about Villa and um, and him and Dave Smith are good friends as well. Yeah, uh, and he obviously was. He was obviously in the studio for the for the playoff final, and and. Uh, um, and and him and Smith get on well and yeah I've got a lot of time for him. I've got a lot of time for him and it must be hard to come out and keep a brave face on you know week after week 20, 20 21 defeats you know it must be so hard to keep you know going to work every day and trying to motivate those players and and uh, you know put a brave face on and have to listen to you know some of the nonsense that gets written about you in the press it must be really really hard so yeah nothing but respect for for Chris Wilder and. I like Sheffield's uh, United. I think they're they got great players and the boys are really good footballers. And uh, and they play the game the right way. And they were a breath of fresh air last year, and it's it's slightly sad to see to see what's happened to them. But um, yeah, hopefully they'll 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 come back in the not too distant future. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we hope Villa do pile on that misery. On Wednesday, just going back to the team selection a little bit, because I feel like we've spoke about Sheffield United for the, the entirety of this match preview so far. Because we freshened it up on Saturday and it gave us a bit of a boost, there's an argument to freshen it up again and that the fresh legs actually does something for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean, will, will Barty come back in? Will, you know, I mean, what, I, what I'd would... be surprised if Barkley didn't play, if I'm being honest. I think so he'll come in for Ramza. So, so would I. I mean, what, what was he thinking there on the side, on, on, on the sidelines, you know, not getting the game? And um, honestly, I think Sansa has to start at some point. <laughs> I thought. Uh, I don't think he'll be Wednesday. No. So many, he's sixth choice at the moment, really, in in midfield. It's crazy, but that's the way it is. But Ramsey, listen, you know, came in again. He's so assured. Um, you know, what a talent. Him and his brother. Absolutely. What, what a talent. Um uh, like I've said before, we're blessed. We're, we're actually blessed for we're, we're blessed in that department. We're blessed for really with really good young centre midfielders. Um, and don't forget, David Luiz is still only 21, 22. 
Douglas Louise. Thank Douglas. God we haven't got David Louise. Sorry, Douglas Louise is still only 20, <laughs> um, 20, 21, 22. So, um, I was watching the left highlights actually before I came on here, and, and obviously. Right. You don't uh, need to justify it to me. Well, sorry. I'll have, I've just got to justify it to the five or 6,000 people watching. Um, but. We love you, yeah, he he's only twenty one, twenty two, so he's still got a huge career ahead of him. Um, you don't think he'll be here next season? I I think he will. I think we'll sign him down, but um, I still don't think he's he's going to be good enough to get into that city squad with the way they're playing. You know, um, so I think I think we'll keep him. I think we'll tie him down to to a new deal. But you know, we've got loads of really 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 good centre midfielders. Um, I do love Sansa. I love his energy. Um, even when he came on there on on Saturday, he, he just seems to. Um, his work rate just seems to be right up there, uh, and he has that bit of quality. Um, and I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to see him. I'd, I'd love to see him get a game and just to see him, see what he can do because we've only seen him in in ten or twelve minute spells. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to really kind of you know get a feel for what kind of player. But like we said before, he he's very much a player for next season. Um, you know, if we hadn't got him this window, we we would have gone in for him in the summer, I reckon. Um, but I think the fact we got him for for 14 million euro or 60 million euro, whatever it is, it was one of those deals that we weren't planning on doing, but we did it because the price was right. Um, so that's why we're not saying because we don't need him. We didn't need to bring him in. Um, we brought him in because it was a it was an offer we couldn't refuse. So he will feature much more next season. I can guarantee you that. But yeah. Um, I can see Bart coming back in, in, in into the team for Ramsey. You can't drop McCamba. You just can't. He's just he's been a rock. I mean, he's he's played he played against uh, played against um, Newcastle. We won two 0 Playing against Arsenal, we kept the clean sheet. Played against Leeds, we we kept the clean sheet. His Burnley, his, at, home. Burnley at home, we kept the clean sheet. His interception rate has been phenomenal. His passing rate has been you know stats have been stats have been right up there. Right up there, and um, another player who's had twelve to eighteen months to settle in, and he looked, he looks, he looks miles ahead of um, of what he was last season. You know, his composure looks looks better. His first touch looks better. His passing looks better. Um, his positioning looks better. Again, watching those clips from last season from Carragher and uh, some of the oh, positioning, some of it was embarrassing. Some of the positioning was like, you know, the game we were at, that, that Palace game we were at, and Jack ends up being left back. You know, um, when they score, when I when I scores, and you look at the Leicester game and the Southampton defending and awful, awful. Thank, thank God we're not there anymore. Awful. So you know, I think McCamba is, um, yeah just become an all-round, all-round better player. And um, he, uh, he, he, you can't drop him. As much as I love, as much as I love Douglas Louise, um, I think he's been, again, one of our most improved players this season. Uh, I would, um, I, th- I don't know, I think, because you said about, you think it's the kind of game that, you know, we're going to have a lot of the ball. I think uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough game. You know, it's another pitch that's oh, yeah, not great. It's going to be scrappy. They're down there. They're still going to be trying to fight for their lives. You know, it's going to be a scrappy game. Um, so for me, Luis would be a much better option to bring in on Saturday against Wolves. Um, I, did, I, I would, that, to be fair. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would keep it the same. I would. The back five will stay the same. Elmo will probably still keep his position. Uh, he'll keep his place, um, and quite rightly so. He was great against against Leeds. Um, and I think uh, I think the only change we'll see is probably probably Bartley. 
coming in for uh, for Ramsey. And if Jack is if Jack is fifty fifty, then as you said, he might he might start on the bench. He might maybe come on with with half an hour to go if if we, if we need him. Uh, but um, again, thought El Ghazi bags a goal. I mean, his, his stats are frightening as well. What seven goals in eighteen eighteen appearances? Yeah, not a lot of them would have been starts, you know. He's a conf- he's a full-on confidence player, though. You saw straight away when he scored on Saturday. As soon as he scored, he was like, right, I'm, I'm at it. I'm on it here. And he was he was brilliant in that first half. I thought he was exceptional in the first half. But it is confidence with him. If he starts the game well, he probably invariably will score. And then you'll see the Algarzi that we want to see. If the game gets off to a bad start or we go behind, he kind of goes into his shell a little bit. You want, you want that, that buzzing Algarzi that we saw on Saturday, don't you? Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's, he's a complete confidence player, and uh, yeah, he's 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 got he's got the game. He's he's got it in his locker. He's got pace. He's got power. You know, he can he can take a technique. pop. His technique, you know, that, that first touch was was exquisite. Um, you know, finished on his with his weaker foot as well. Um, great great cross from Watkins, by the way. <laughs> shot, great shot. <laughs> yeah, that pitch was awful, wasn't it? On, on Saturday, oh, that boy, the, the Leeds Park failed. Diabolical, but um, yeah, I think we'll I think we'll see Barty come back into the fray uh, on on Wednesday night. Um, uh, this could be a great game for him. You know, you you, you just want to see him kick on and and recapture some of that form that we saw before he before he went out on you know and and, and, and got injured. But I think hopefully you know the signs are are looking better. I think we look a lot fitter. I think there were signs in the second half. Um, on uh, against Leicester, I think, I think probably in the first half we, we probably felt a bit sorry for ourselves without Jack. You know, we, we we probably felt a little bit sorry for ourselves and um, you know not having a player like Jack in the team. And I think you know I think we uh, we had a word for ourselves uh, and, and we were much better in the second half against Leicester. And, and then we we were we were brilliant against Leeds on on Saturday. We we, we did what we had to do and um, and we're looking fitter. We're looking fitter. We're looking sharper. And hopefully. That sluggishness that we that we saw post COVID is is um is behind us and we can kick on and and have a really really great finish to the season. Give me a score prediction then to finish. What what are you going for on Wednesday night? See, I'm taking the factors of Wednesday and midweek and we don't perform well and and all the rest of it. Mark Hager said, obviously, you know, we tend to follow up a good result with a poor one, but and it would be so Villa to to do to go there and. And get beat, but um, ba, 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 two two nil Villa, two nil Villa. Yeah, I want to go one nil Villa, one nil away from home seems to be the go-to result for us. And if we get ahead, we're quite happy to sit there and just just win a game one nil. So I'll go one nil. Although in the back of my mind, I'm thinking on on the preview for the uh, the Leeds game, I predicted us to lose. And we yeah. went on a, which I said would, which I did say would happen. In fairness, a part of me wants to predict us to lose again, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say that we're going to go to Bramall Lane on Wednesday night and win one nil. And of course, after the game, you will be able to see a post-match pint in association with Purity on the Villa View. So make sure you're tuning into that, where hopefully we'll be discussing three points of the Villa boys and maybe a bit more about our European push. Obviously, there'll be a show on Saturday as well after the Wolves game show every few days. At the moment, we'll probably have to have a match preview chucked in before the Wolves game as well. So keep your eye on that as well. And get yourself subscribed with your post notifications on so you do know when the content's coming. Because to be honest, I haven't got a clue when it's coming with that busy schedule. So yeah, get your post notifications on and you'll see that. Get subscribing. Comment as well if you have enjoyed this video and give it a like. Help the channel grow. Visit our shop, buy some mugs, buy some posters. 
I think that does us. Thanks very much to Dolan for joining me and we will hopefully see you all on Wednesday night up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.